Welcome to another episode of Living Your Spark Second Half. And I have a special episode for you today. Uh, if you have been hiding under a rock, you might not have heard about my free training series. And so I thought it would be fun to use today's episode as an introduction into training one. So if you've not signed up, that's okay. You can listen in and hear the first part of the three-part series right here on my podcast. So I'm very excited to bring you Awaken Your Inner Spark. And this first one is about an hour and 20 minutes, and it's a juicy one. So uh, I thought I'd share it with you. And if you are intrigued and you like training one and you want to do training two and training three, I am doing a special uh, setup. I am not doing a live Facebook group. I am doing something to reduce overwhelm. And that is a pre-recorded video on my YouTube channel. And it's a private playlist. So you can listen in to it. And well, you're going to be listening to it on the podcast. So that doesn't really apply. But when you when you go and listen to training two and training three, when you watch those, because they are video format, then you can comment, you can pause the video and comment and interact with me that way. And there will also be a live Q&A Saturday uh, if you want to join in on that. There's a workbook, so you can download the workbook and test your knowledge as you go through the training. So that is what I'm doing. The other little bullet points on the registration page, just so you know a little more about what I'm going to go into, but it's really about removing the invisible obstacles that are keeping you stuck in a life without passion. You'll learn how to unlock long forgotten or undiscovered desires that have been hidden away in your subconscious, and you will find the motivation you need to pursue what sparks you. So this training is, I will say, jam-packed with exercises, examples, and content that will unleash your inner spark, hence the name, Awaken Your Inner Spark. And so by the end of the training, you'll wake up excited and motivated about your next chapter because too many are going around feeling unsparked feeling meh. And that is not the way to live. You need to figure out how to make the rest your best. I love that phrase, make the rest your best. So this is training one, and I hope you enjoy it. And if you're listening to this a little late, then you can still listen and you can wait for the next one because there'll be one coming in the fall. All right, and you can get on the wait list at notyouraveragegrandma.com slash awaken. If you go to that link before the training gets taken down, you might just get lucky and get to see it all, but it'll be going down uh, and won't be available um, after next Friday. So I think it's June 8th, if I'm not mistaken. All right, so here it is. 
Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited you're here. I've heard from some of you who have said you're excited about being here. Well, I want you to know I'm excited you're here. Thank you so much for taking valuable time out of your schedule to be here. I will promise you it's going to be worth your time. So there's going to be three videos. One of the things that I want to always touch on is some people watch this right away and some people come in a little bit late. We have the training open for about 10 days total. So I just want you to know that if you're a few days late, you are not really late. Because as I like to say, whatever time you show up is the right time for you as long as you show up so the fact that if you're watching this a little late no worries you are here and that's what matters you can binge watch anytime after uh the morning of june 1st because the third video will go out the morning of june 1st so you can also go back and watch the replays you get i mean they're all replays because they're it's pre-recorded. So uh, yeah, I'm doing this a little bit differently this time. If you've joined my previous free trainings, I usually do a Facebook group, but what I decided to do this time around, and if you've been in that and you've been overwhelmed, this is to reduce the overwhelm. I do not want to create new overwhelm. And what I found that for many people, it created additional overwhelm because there was hard to find things. Some people could, you know, just there was a lot of stuff going on. So this is minimal. Uh, you can still interact with me, but it's just going to be these videos and with all the content and the information in them. And then you can comment below. Uh, and you can even pause the video and comment, which I encourage you to do. So the other reason is some people aren't on Facebook. And uh, so I, there was this group of people that didn't take the training because they thought they couldn't access it, even though it was on my website. So I just wanted to go over that. This is on my YouTube channel. It is on what's called a private playlist. Uh, you might have heard of secret podcasts. Those are the things right now. But what I decided is I just I have my YouTube channel. Uh, I post content there and you can create a, a group, if you will, a playlist that is private. So nobody can see what you're saying to me. Nobody can watch the videos. Nobody can see your comments. It is private. It's not public. And so feel free to share whatever you want, just as if you were in a private Facebook group. So I just want to encourage you to do that. So this is like trying to make it easy for you. And hopefully it'll be just that. And you can really focus on the content at hand. The other thing I want to mention is there is an optional workbook that you can download. I want you to, um, it is optional. I will say that 
It is great to take notes when you do a training and the workbook book tests your knowledge. So when you use the workbook, it does increase your understanding and retention of what you're learning. So, so I highly, highly recommend it. All right. So what else do I want to say? Um, I did say there's not going to be really live, but there is going to be one live Q&A, which you'll be getting an email about, but I just wanted to tell you here, it's on Saturday the 3rd at 3 p.m. So it creates just this live opportunity since I'm taking away the live interaction. Uh, and I said, like I said, you can still connect with me, but it does create a, an opportunity for you to join me, ask questions, uh, and I will answer the workbook questions. So I think it'll be a really great session where you can learn more even than you learned in the three trainings. So I'd love for you to join that. Uh, and so let's see, what else? Anything else? Oh, and I just want to repeat that I want you to pause. When you have a real aha moment, when you feel like you've had some kind of a breakthrough or this little mini awakening, because uh, you'll get them throughout the three videos, I want to know what it is. I want you to interact. So please, please, please pause the video. It'll be a little bit of a different experience, but pause the video and share in the comments. And if you are uh, in the comments and you're reading other people's comments, please, please, please support the people who are commenting because this, I want this to be a really positive place. And I want you, when the energy is positive, uh, it just makes the most amazing, uh, it puts out this great energy in the world, honestly. And there's quite a few people that have joined this. And the more that we're positive together, uh, it's just going to have this ripple effect. So I really believe that. So anyways, I'm going to share my screen, stop talking about this and get to the training. So just bear with me while I get that screen up. So can you see my screen here? I just figured out a new trick on my mouse too. I don't use mice too often, but I was really excited because I'm like, oh my God, I can advance my screen by just sliding my finger on my mouse. Uh, so yes, I love learning new things every day. All right, so let's get to it. I want to start with a question, okay? The question is, have you ever wondered why some people are able to find and live from a place of boundless energy and enthusiasm and seem unusually happy about their life, no matter their age and why there are others, I guess it's two questions, and why there are others who are unmotivated, unexcited, and just going through the motions of life, unable to figure out why their cup always feels so empty and wondering why nothing gives them the day-to-day -day satisfaction they crave. And sadly, may even think isn't possible for them. You're about to discover the real reasons why. So in this three-part training series, now you signed up, you probably have an idea of what we're gonna be talking about, but I think it's really important to go back over this so you know what's coming, especially today. Uh, my, my finger is, is not doing the right thing. So I'm, it's, it's getting excited. Sorry. So I'm glad I told you I had a, I learned a new trick on the, the mouse, but I've clearly not, uh, really, uh, I'm not an expert in it yet. So hopefully by the end of the training, I will be. So the first thing that we're going to learn is why you might be getting stuck in inaction and settling for less than you want. And 
what I like to say here is you might not even know what you want, but you're settling for a life where because of inaction, you'll never find out. And that's not where I want you to be. You'll discover how to remove unseen obstacles that are blocking your way. We're going to get into that tomorrow. And you're also going to unlock long forgotten and unknown, or I say, or because some people have these little things in the back of their head and some people like don't even have a clue. And I was the no clue person. So if you're that, then unknown as of yet desires that have been hidden away in your subconscious will come up. That's the goal. Okay, so you'll get clarity on what makes you feel the way you do and why you haven't been able to figure it out on your own so that you can be awakened to the unrealized possibilities of your next chapter. And I want you, by the end of this training, to be transformed so that you feel excited and that you're taking purposeful action. And so you're going to be a purposeful action taker. That's who you're going to be by the end. Okay. And that's why you'll quickly quickly see that this is not one of those fluffy, time-wasting free workshops that subject you to what I call a bait and switch. And I hate those where you feel like you really haven't learned anything and then they sell you something. Uh, so that is not this. <laughs> so, and I will tell you if, uh, if you know, there's a lot of people that come back to my trainings and they get a lot for their for their time and that's what it is it's i i'm i'm it's free but i know you're spending your time and to me that's that's costly for a lot of people and so i appreciate that that you're here so no slimy sales pitch uh so i just want you to know that and i did share some stuff on social media from the january training so you can see some of the comments that people made so you're going to get a ton of jam-packed value to help you understand what is wrong and how to fix it all right, there's me. That was picture was actually taken in Greece. Uh, so I will say also, I like to say this up front because I do get questions from people when they are in the training. There is an opportunity to work with me when the training is over. So uh, yeah, so if you want to accelerate the transformation you desire, then it's a great option. So I just wanted to mention that, but I don't want to waste your valuable time on that. So let's get going on the awakening you signed up for. If you've been struggling with zero passion, because when you are unexcited about life, that's really passionless. You're feeling passionless. And if you're feeling like your best days are behind you, get ready because you're about to discover that your best days are just ahead. And so that is what I'm committed to helping you with. What I would like you to do right here before we move into the next slide is to share, like take a little pause on the video and share what came up for you in the comments below. What was your first thought when I said your best days are just ahead? Whatever it is, the first thing that came up. So if it's not a good thought, it's fine. Just write it down because we're going we're gonna to get to that in, in this training as to why we think these thoughts and how we can make better thoughts. All right. All right. Let me get back over to the screen. I'm dealing with two screens. So there's a little bit of a advanced operation here. All right. Why I created this training? I want to share with you that I created it because I want to help women stop spending their life in mediocrity. 
And that means you're just going through the motions. And I don't want anybody to be going through the motions, uh, doing things that don't light them up. And then working instead on the things that exhaust them. That is what happens when you get stuck in mediocrity. You are get exhausted. It's no fun. It's not a fun place to be. Feeling tired, unmotivated, and passionless is not why we are here. We are here, I recently read this in a book, and I love the, the term, we are here to expand. And if you're living in mediocrity, you are not expanding. So stop feeling guilty if you're feeling guilty that changing what to and, and going after things you want, or even just trying to find out what they are, is, is nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. You deserve that. I think I had a, a internet hiccup. So we'll deal with those things as they come. All right. So I also created a training to help women who haven't connected the dots as to why they are feeling blah. We don't know how we got here often. And so I was so lost. The dots were not connected for me. And so I want to help you connect the dots. An empty cup equals an empty you. That's right. Yep. And I also want to say that it is your birthright to feel an uh, overflowing cup. It is your birthright to go after what you came here to do. It's your birthright to have a passionate and, and really sparked existence. So I want you to know that. I also want to say when on this particular bullet, empty cup equal empty you, is that I really want you to start to pay attention to your feelings while you're doing this training because a lot of times we ignore our feelings. We know we're feeling them, but we just think like something's wrong with us or we don't know how to fix those feelings. And I'm not saying that we should never be sad. There are gonna be sad feelings and negative feelings in our life, but when they're constant and they're the majority of the time, that is a message coming from a very deep place inside of you. And so I want you to really pay attention to that because you're going to start, and this awakening is about starting to recognize these things and how to uh, shift them. And so majority of the time, you're feeling happy feelings. That's what we want. That's the goal. The empty feeling means that you are on the wrong track. When you're empty, you're depleted. And when you're depleted, how can you really give to others? I also want to help empty nesters who may be thinking their kids were their purpose and are sad it's no longer available to them. Now, I want to touch on this whole empty nesters thing because I do get people and I have had students who don't have kids. It's just that that's my experience and that's what I speak to. So don't think this training isn't for you if you're not an empty nester, if maybe you just had cats or dogs as children. Uh, but yeah, this, this, Time of life, when you get into the middle to later stages of life, is a reassessing time. It's a time when we start to think, well, where are we? And a lot of times the shift happens when we spend most of our life raising people and then they leave. <laughs> so that's, that's when it happens and the shift happens for a lot of people. But it doesn't mean the shift doesn't happen for people who, who don't have kids. And so if you're not an empty nester and you kind of tune out when you hear that word, then still stick with the training because there's a lot of value in it. It's, it's really for everyone who's feeling that in this mediocre place. But there is more ahead for you 
And it can be even better than what you've experienced. And a lot of people don't believe that. But I believe that you wouldn't still be here if the universe didn't have a longer term plan for you. So I want you to hold on to that thought because it's true. That's what it is. You're still here to do work. And whatever that work is, you haven't found it yet if you're in mediocrity. All right. So you're in the right place if you're tired of having no passion or joy in your day-to-day to-dos and you feel like your life is passing you by. If you're ready to do a little soul searching about how you got here and why you feel this way. And maybe you think sometimes something's missing. Sometimes you feel like, I, is there more? You, sometimes you're just in a state of wonder. You look at other people and you wish you had that. So there's these questioning things that are going on in your head. All right. And I'm going to share a really shocking statistic in a little bit about this wondering state. So hang on to that. And then if, if you're beginning to realize that nothing is going to change until you do something different. And I am so happy you're here because one of my favorite quotes is, what got you here won't get you there. And a lot of people didn't sign up for this who need this. <laughs> and so they're not getting there because they're staying in here. And so uh, because you're doing this training, I know you're already applying this and doing something different. So yay for you that you are here. I'm going to celebrate that. And then you're also in the right place if you're ready to listen and participate with an open mind, open heart, and curiosity, as well as a commitment to finish and without judgment. The best learners are people who are open and aren't sitting there thinking, that's not true. So I encourage you to have an open mind and also curiosity, asking questions. That's so important. And finishing what you start. If you quit, you are hurting yourself. You are hurting the opportunity to have a better next chapter. You are hurting the opportunity to grow as, uh, you know, have personal growth over the next three days. And it's really not three days. It's really just like three hours, maybe three and a half to four if I go a little over. So it's, it's not a big time commitment. And so I encourage you to go through all of the training and don't quit because you're quitting on yourself. And when you are better, then the people around you are happier. So if you can't commit to yourself, commit to them because you, you will be a different person at the end of this. And I also wanna to speak to the judgment word because I want you to know there's a judgment-free zone. Nobody here will judge you. If anybody does, they're gonna be kicked out. I won't judge you. I want you to be honest. This is what you have to be honest because we've been lying to ourselves for a long time and we're gonna stop lying to ourselves in this training. We are our worst critics and we say the worst things to ourselves. And so I want you to notice over the course of this training, what judgy things are coming up in your head and what thoughts are you thinking? Because when you catch those judgy thoughts, there's so much that you can do to shift into a different mindset, which really helps you going forward. Judgment doesn't help you. Judgment only keeps you stuck. And so that is what I want you to be awakened to first is that um, 
judgment, the judgment thing. And I was the biggest judgy judgy of, of myself and other people. And when I, I learned that judging other people is actually a reflection of me judging myself, I found that to be so true. Just keep that in mind. All right. The truth is, and this is the most important thing that I want you to know as we start, you are not the problem. There's a problem. <laughs> there is a problem or you wouldn't be here. But you are fine. You are, you are perfectly imperfect, as I like to say. We all are perfectly imperfect. Nobody is perfect. Perfection doesn't exist. Uh, and so you're just not able to interpret and solve the problem. So it's an evasive problem. Okay? You are feeling this way for a reason. And although it's not, not any fun to have these feelings, your soul is trying to tell you there's a problem. Those bad feelings, those negative feelings, if they are the majority of the time and they continue over multiple time periods, it's your soul trying to tell you, Houston, we have a problem. That is what is going on there. And once you know this, you might start paying attention. And the problem is that you are not living the life you are meant to live. The messages are trying to come through. But since words are impossible for your soul, right? Your soul can't speak the English language. You get them in the form of feelings. So start to tap into that. Start to tap into and recognize how you're feeling. That is the first awakening I want you to have. So don't try to hide or mask your feelings at all. I'm not saying that. Um, by trying to change them. It's the ones that are keeping you stuck that you need to recognize and, and what actions you're taking um, as a result of them or not taking as a result of them. Those feelings are there for a reason. It's, it's the communication that's, that's coming to you that you're ignoring probably. And I only say this because this was me. I did this for many, many years. I'm gonna show you my whole timeline and how, how horrible <laughs> it was, how stuck I was for so long. Um, but start to become aware of, of that and how, how certain things and certain activities make you feel, okay? It's not who you are, it's what you're doing. Like I said, you are not the problem. The problem is the activity you are doing which is not the way you're supposed to be living. So if you're feeling an emptiness, lack of motivation, low energy, and little excitement in life, it is because you have a lack of meaning and purpose in your day-to-day. -day. Meaning and purpose give you joy, and that is missing more than likely. To put it bluntly, you have a purpose you were brought here that you've yet to fulfill. And it's specifically designed for you based on who you are, your personality, your character traits, and your lived experiences. And this is one thing that I realized because I was a late in life purpose finder. And not to say that things didn't give me purpose in my past, but I realized like my true purpose, I had to live my life and get to my ripe old age of almost 60 when I really recognized and started to take action on that. So it took me a long, long, long time, but it's never too late. As long as your heart is beating 
and you are breathing, it's never too late. Because it's designed for you and, and to pursue in this life that only you can fulfill it in your special way. So that means that nobody else can do it. So if not you, who? It's not going to be done. And there's going to be things that your purpose will, will do that will be left undone. And so that, that's another sad truth. So yes, an empty nest equals a purposeless person. If you felt great purpose being a mom, it's no surprise. You probably have felt when the nest emptied that you had a void, a big void in your life because your, your purpose left when your kids did. Because you loved it so much, it probably felt like it was your purpose and like you lost it. And maybe it was part of your bigger purpose in life, right? So just a little thing that I discovered, and I'll tell you real quickly, is I realized when I found that coaching was my purpose, that I was really a coach to my kids. And that's why I loved being a mom so much. They were my first clients, <laughs> my kids. And so, yeah, just it's the doing that you were doing when you felt lit up, that is the clue, all right? So I'm not saying everybody who loved being a mom is a coach or going to be a coach, but I did feel like I lost my purpose because I, I loved that activity so much. But that was me. One minute, my life was filled with the daily activities of coaching my kids, raising my kids that lit me up. I was like their soccer coach, their assistant basketball coach, and their assistant softball coach. I mean, I did it all and worked full time. Yeah, I had a job, but my job wasn't my purpose. and My job didn't really fulfill me. But then it was like this flash fire race through my house and everything that what made me happy was gone. And so that's really how it felt. So we have empty houses and empty cups with no idea how to make this empty feeling go away. And then we try and fill our cup with things that don't have meaning to us. So it's like there's a hole in our cup. We look in and it's empty again. Our thirst for fulfillment is really never quenched when we don't have purpose in our life. And I believe a lot of women are automatic nurturers. That's what we do, right? We take care of people. That's kind of our, our trait as a female. We're the caretakers in the, <coughs> excuse me, in the tribe, but our thirst for fulfillment is never quenched. And so what we do is we try to fill other people's cups. But when we do that, when we fill other people's cups, we fail to nurture ourselves thus leaving ourselves empty again. So nurturing other people is like a temporary fix. Feels good at the moment, but it doesn't last. We are simply going through the motions, making a to-do list. I don't know about you, but I have a to-do list. I always had a to-do list, but it had no meaning because what fulfilled you in the past is no longer possible. It's over. And so that's why we think, or we don't... It's, it's the best part of our life is, is now gone. So one question you can ask yourself is what in your day fulfills you and gives you joy? Do the activities you spend a majority of your time doing have deep meaning to you? 
And one good question to ask is if you're collecting a paycheck, and this is something I had to get real real on, is I was collecting a paycheck, but it was because I had to. It was killing me. Waking up on Sunday, already starting to dread Monday. Now, that wasn't every job, but it was a job that I was doing in my 50s. So would you do that work for free? Because I have had jobs where I would have worked for free because I loved them so much. And now it's interesting how I look back and see the activity that I was doing is similar to the activity that lights me up as a coach. Are you doing it because you have to? Are you doing it because it was somebody else's idea? And now you're stuck doing it. So those are good questions to ask. Not that you have to change something immediately, but start to recognize what is causing the problem and what activity you're doing that is, you know, de depleting you and what in the past maybe didn't deplete you. It's a good, good thing to look at. These are really important that I want to talk about. And, you know, you might have guessed these two factors, uh, two biggest factors to happiness are meaning and interest. Let me go over what that means. So the happiness goes up, the more meaning you have in your life and the more interest you have in the things that you're doing, all right? So the more interested in what you're doing, the arrow goes up. The problem is that we often misconstrue what our skills are with interests, right? But sometimes we develop our skills in jobs we don't like. And so don't confuse the two. Just because we're good at something doesn't mean that we love it or it lights us up. So maybe this is a big aha for you. For me, it was huge because what I learned is that the skills I had developed weren't a, a great, that uh, they weren't part of my innate personality. It wasn't something that I, you know, I developed the skill, but it wasn't something that I, if I had nothing else to do, that I'd do it. So you're, what interests you is something that you have a curiosity in and something you want to do when you're idle. It's like, oh yeah, I'd like to do that. But on the other side of the coin, we don't have to be skilled at something to be interested in it. And this is another important thing because I was not skilled in coaching, maybe advice giving, but not how to coach somebody through a breakthrough. I didn't develop that skill. And so I always thought, oh, I can't do that. I have to go back to school and that'll take forever. And I don't want to start from zero again and all that. Those were all the voices in my head and all the limiting beliefs that I, I, I had. But I was so interested in it. So if you're interested in something, you will be motivated to develop the skill in it. And it will be fun while you're doing it, even before you fully develop the skill. So. Believe it or not, that developing the skill will give you as much meaning as mastering it and then delivering it. And I'm going to talk about some real life examples of people who developed skills late in life and it became their purpose and they became well known for it. All right. 
So that is that is about the interest, okay? So meaning, this is where purpose comes in. So much of what we do has no deep reason or why that matters to us. It might matter to other people as meaning to my boss, my like the project I'm working on, but it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, I want to get a good raise. But you really need to tune in to the meaning. And what about in your personal life? What activities do you do outside of your work? For me, it was like all work, no play. We need to have play. And so that's why we're not motivated. And the reason we quit so easily on a goal, we haven't attached any real meaning to it. That's what I tell my students when we first go, go through a goal setting exercise is you have to pick goals that have meaning. And if you don't know what that meaning is, we need to figure it out or we need to find another goal. <laughs> so what is the bigger purpose that is way bigger than you just getting that goal? So what's the bigger impact? And it, it helps to think about like what's in it for me is always good, but how does it help others? How, do, how could it help my family? How could it help people I might not even know yet who need what I want to, that I'm interested in and I want to learn about or that I already know and I love? That happier you are when you have a lot of interest in what you're doing and a lot of meaning in that doing. So let's move on. All right. Purpose is the antidote, but beware. This was my mistake. I know it well. All right. So we're going to talk about what to be aware of. If you want to find passion, find purpose, right? If you're feeling passionless, that's the answer. Purposeful living makes for a passion-filled life. Absolutely. But don't make the mistake, and this is in your workbook, so FYI, don't make the mistake of looking outside yourself to solve your passion problem. Ever heard of the saying, looking for love in all the wrong places? I think that was a, in Urban Cowboy. I love that movie. But what I'm saying here is we look for purpose in all the wrong places. External sources of passion are usually temporary and not sustainable long-term. This is a big mistake. I even talked about it on my most recent podcast episode because it's something my mother made the mistake doing, unfortunately for her. Uh, and it's been very sad to watch her uh, with no purpose and, and her life really be very empty. So examples of external sources of passion that we make the mistake of thinking, oh, that's our purpose. Finding a new love. This was my mistake. Becoming a grandmother, moving to a new town, getting promoted. Yes, it's, it's not sustainable. It's temporary. It's like an adrenaline rush. It's like the honeymoon's over, the, the little baby gets big real fast. And, you know, yeah, we, we, we getting promoted. It's like, I remember how excited I was when I became a vice president at AOL. And I called my mom. I was like, oh, my God, you know, it, it, I, I hated that job. I was like, you know, a month, one month in and I'm like, oh, my God, I was so much happier when I was a project manager and not. This, I didn't, I, I did not like being a vice president. So how about that? 
So, yeah. So you certainly don't know. <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> yeah. So you certainly don't want to try all the things that and it basically wastes time. Like you're going to like try all these things and then in the, in the end still be passionless and without purpose. So you need to get to the meat of what that passion is and what will solve that passion prob problem permanently. Okay. Too many P's, but the passion problem is purpose and you want to solve it permanently. No one will ever know what lights you up more than you do. Only you know. I'm not here to tell you what your passions and purpose are. I'm just here to give you an awakening that you might be missing that in your life. And hopefully we'll have a clue as to what that is before this time is over. And if it's not, you'll have some idea of what you can do to, to move forward and find it. And that's that would be great. The other thing, too, that I want to say, because I do get, uh, you know, the, 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 a little hate mail for this, but but I do believe it, is that you have to be careful when you put your passion or your purpose on other people that you love. And so I'm never going to tell a grandma that her grandchildren can't be her full-time passion, but I would question whether that's true because they're external to her. They're external. They're not, they're, maybe, maybe they light her up, but what happens when they go away? What happens when they move? What happens when they grow up? And that is an example of it's temporary. And you're going to be back to square one with another empty nest when that happens. So yeah, are your, are your children and grandchildren really your entire life purpose? And are you using all your gifts, wisdom, and lived experience on that purpose? That's a sign. And often we say, I don't have any gifts. And we, we actually dismiss a lot of wisdom we have or diminish a lot of wisdom we have because we think, uh, that I didn't really learn much. Well, any failure you've ever had, the more failures you've had, the more wisdom you have. So that's so, like, people just don't get that. So those lived experiences that you might think were the worst things that ever happened to you and they weren't achievements by any stretch, heck could be your purpose. So start to like really look back at your life. So don't let just children or grandchildren be your default because you don't think there are other options. And also don't let your children decide that for you. Because I see a lot of children and hey, if I had a mom, my mom never was like this, but if I had a mom who was like, honey, I'll come over and watch the kids for you. I'll be like, yeah, come on for free. But uh, yeah, I, our kids, yeah, they like to save money, use mom. They, they like to have the help, but there's not enough setting boundaries in those situations because they, your children are depriving you of what you came here to do. And also you want to be a good example to your kids because you want them to be living what they're supposed to do, right? You want them to be fully lit up and happy. And so how can you model that for them? And it's not using external sources. You'll live longer than they, they will be around to be your purpose. 
not that your grandkids, heaven forbid, would pass before you, but I have a 12-year-old, almost 13-year-old granddaughter, and she has no interest in being around me. <laughs> you know, she's on her phone or would rather go to a friend's house or and she'd be driving in the not too distant future. Yeah. So that it's not very long that you that you will have that purpose again. And so start working on what that is now. Purpose comes from an internal source, not an external one. My mom never found a purpose because my dad was her purpose. My dad was always number one. She did everything, changed everything, did everything. The sun rose and set with my dad. And then he suddenly died. And she died with him is what I like to say. When her purpose died, she died. She's still alive, but she's, she's really not. She's not living. And it's the saddest thing ever. She was perfectly fine, but she just disconnected from the world. And so you have to be really careful. I'm only stressing this because I see the mistake being made. And I just want to warn you that this can happen. And you have to dig deep to find it internally, but it's there. You've just been suppressing it probably like I did. All right. So this is another thing that I like to talk about because I think this really helps. I think people get confused and they think, oh, like when I get there, it's going to be nirvana. Um, yes, it's, it's there in the distance and, and they're working towards getting there. And, and it's just like, oh my gosh. Okay. So purpose is a verb, not a noun. Living from your purpose is in the doing. It's not the destination. The noun is the destination, right? So it's the activity that has the meaning and interest to you. It's not the getting there. Okay. I'd love to know if that makes sense. So maybe you want to pause and say, hey, what did you think of that? Did that help you? No, it's the journey. It's in the doing. So that's, that's really key. I did not know my passion problem was a purpose problem. What I call myself is purpose oblivious. We'll get into more about what that means tomorrow when I share what I call the purpose blockers. Just know that some people know about purpose and go seeking it. Some people are born with it. What I call the savants and they're crazy, right? And I always thought, well, that's not me, so I must not have one. <clears throat> but some do stumble into it out of luck or divine intervention. But if I had had something like this, a training that where I learned, oh my gosh, this is what I'm doing wrong. This is how I can fix it. I tell you, I would have done a lot more work and not wasted so much time. And so I did stumble into it. Thank goodness I did. But I do think there's some divine intervention in that. So I want you to know that I didn't know this. So if you don't know it, don't feel bad because it's not something they teach in school, right? But the, what I'm trying to get at here too is that when I say it's a verb, going after your purpose will start to solve your passion problem. And living it and operating from it is the destination. And you will get there if you work on it. But finding it is part of the fun and starting to uncover those clues. 
So my breaking point, just to give you a little backstory on me, came at age 47 when I felt the deepest, most passionless void in my life. My youngest daughter graduated from college. I had two daughters or have two daughters and they were two years apart. And so they both finished college. When the youngest one left, that's when I felt so sad. And I had a full-time job that kept me busy. But what I now know was happening is that I was letting my busy life suppress my feelings of sadness and loss. I didn't cry a lot. I mean, I don't think I cried at all when I took her to college, which shocked me because my kids to college, because they were still in my life. We, we were texting and I was lucky I had girls. I hear boys, you don't do that, but I was texting them and, and, you know, hearing about their new friendships. And I loved that. And they were still coming home. But when they moved out for good is when it really hit me. That's the flash fire I'm talking about. They're, they moved their things. They were gone. And my kids weren't the revolving door. I know with the pandemic, that's happening more where kids are coming back and, you know, economics are hard and that sort of thing. But my kids were very independent. They left, they got jobs and they didn't come back <laughs> uh, and they've moved away. So that's even sadder. I, I, in a way, maybe it's a good thing because I didn't, I didn't mistake them for my purpose like a lot of people do. And so that I had to find something else. So I get that. Um, but busy was my drug of choice. If you are overly busy, most of your doing is probably mindless. It's just not the right doing. It's the wrong doing. It's the meaningless things, the meaningless to-do list that you're working on. Purpose is in the doing. It's a verb, remember, but it must be intentional and aligned with what makes you happy. Remember what interests you. And that's alignment when it interests you. You need to find the right things to do and do them, okay? So fulfillment comes when you do the right things. Are you ready to learn if you're doing them? Are you doing the right things? And if you aren't, find out what you might be doing wrong. That's what we're gonna get to next. Unsparked versus sparked. That's what I call when you are lit up about life, you're sparked and, when you're, and fulfilled, and when you're not, you're unsparked. Those are little fun words I use. But what I found is that the role we play actually determines the results we get. So if you spend a majority, and I learned about roles and identity when I did my coach certification. It's a, like our the identity is really where our behaviors come from. And so if you spend your time, if you spend your, the majority of your time in a role where <clears throat> The actions you are taking, and the actions can be also not acting, uh, you are not moving towards what will fulfill you. So, and if that's happening, then don't you think it makes sense that you'll have a really hard time finding out what activity lights you up if you're playing a role and it has these behaviors attached to it that are keeping you stuck? So I've discovered... Uh, six roles where they'll tell you whether how how really how fulfilled you are and they're in two groups and i'm going to go over them real quickly and then i'm going to talk about each one in more detail so i split the, the roles into two groups these unsparked and sparked so the unsparked 
are always doing behaviors and actions that are not moving them towards fulfillment. And the unsparked are the scared settler, the distracted dreamer, overwhelmed winger, busy doer, and organized planner. And I've played most of these roles myself, and that's how I know about them. That's that I saw these identities in me, and then I started to see them in my students. And then there's the sparked, whose actions do fulfill them and keep them fulfilled, and I call them sparked souls. So those are the roles that I'm going to go over, and I also just want to tell you that I do have a quiz. Some of you might have taken the quiz because I do run it on uh, uh, kind of like Evergreen, which is like constantly running on Facebook and so, or ads on ads. And so you might've taken it, but if you didn't take it, then I, I'll share the link. The link will be in the description below. So you can take it and find out for sure, but you might see yourself uh, you might see yourself in this as you go, or you can pause and go take the quiz and come back here. But yeah, do it whichever way you want. All right. So chances are that your actions are aligning if you're stuck and you're taking this training. Uh, it's probably you're in one of the unsparked roles. So I'm going to walk you through them to see if you recognize the behaviors and if you think they're impacting the results you're getting in life. And But first, I want to show you a little timeline of myself and why I'm so familiar with these roles. My journey from the unsparked to sparked. So yeah, for, I was an organized planner, and then I was a scared settler, and then I was a busy doer, and then I was a, a sparked soul, finally, in 2014. Look at that. Look at how long I spent in these stuck roles. I mean, it's pretty, pretty sad. So, um, so let me go back. Oh go back uh, okay here we go so from 93 to 2003 i actually worked at aol for 13 years but i just wanted to talk about um you know i was a really an organized uh planner um and even though i still worked at aol until like 2005 2006 i kind of moved into a scared seller role so i'll talk about that but i worked at aol in project management primarily like i said i did become a vice president but I, I worked solely on work priorities. It was the company mission. It was my, my dreams were the company dreams. I had no dreams of my own. And so I was working on the right things as it related to the company, but I wasn't working on the right things in my personal life. So I want to make a distinction here between work and, uh, and, and uh, personal, because I think a lot of us make the mistake of, working on all the to-do list things are our job but if our job isn't lighting us up then we don't have that list of the sparked things on it so uh, just pay attention to whether you have that to-do list that is has the sparked things on it it could be your job you know some people are very lucky and the job their day-to-day -day lights them up but many many of us like me was working for a paycheck primarily all right the three years I was working, uh, I, I continued to work at AOL, but I started to realize my marriage was over and I did, wasn't doing anything about it. I mean, I didn't want to be a divorced person, especially after 25 years of marriage. And I certainly didn't want to be alone in my old age, right? Start, you start thinking, um, catastrophizing, I call it. Oh my God, I'm going to be old and alone. We don't ever think about the positive things. And I'll talk a little bit about that tomorrow. But then I got to the point that I felt alone was better than married and unhappy. And I decided that scary change, and this is where the scared settlers get at some point, is they get driven to the 
to the feeling. And I just had a student tell me this, that this happened that when she came to this training in January, that's where she was. She got to the point that scary change was better than no change. That scary change towards a big unknown, although risky change was better. When we see it as risk and it's only risk because we don't know what's ahead was better than no change where the known was not what my heart wanted. And at that point, I knew if I continued to settle that I'd die with regrets. So I moved on and I actually got remarried and I rekindled an old relationship that I had with a college, my college sweetheart. And it was great. Oh my gosh. And I love him. My marriage is amazing. I'm, I'm glad I did that. I'm, I have no regrets, no regrets. That was part of it. I didn't want to live with a regret. And so I have no regrets. However, hence my passion mistake is that I mistook an external source for my passion that I needed. Uh, and guess what? You get into the mundane of the everyday marriage and the, oh my God, this is amazing, is over. And it's just, you move into your day-to-day -day doing, going to work in a job that doesn't light you up. Uh, and the spark kind of like settles down a little bit with the marriage. So I was, I just was busy. I was busy. And I spent six years in this busy doer mentality not knowing what was wrong, taking the wrong actions, working in jobs that made me depleted and depressed and dreading Mondays and counting down the days till Friday, honestly. And then on the weekends, I was recovering from that job. So I didn't even like do things on the weekend that lit me up. And that was my one big mistake. And so I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know where to begin. And so I always was thinking it would be something external to me. And so I was in that busy doing, which I'll talk more in detail about in a minute. But I found coaching. That's what lit me up. I found coaching initially through an NLM completely by accident. My daughter brought it to my attention. And I was like, ah, no, forget it. I I'm never going to join a network marketing company. But yet in I saw that she needed help because she was you know, it would help her if I bought something from her and I needed to lose weight. So I ended up um, at age 55, I, I got into the best shape of my life. And when I got into the best shape of my life, I just felt amazing. And I thought, hey, I started to get this little inkling that because prior, and I will tell you this, I thought when I was in this busy doer mode and I would have these thoughts, you know, these wondering thoughts I talked about. I would have these thoughts that, oh my gosh, I wish I was a therapist. And I was like, no, 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 no. Oh my gosh, I, I can't do that. I'm making six figures. I'd have to go back to school. I hated school. I didn't even finish school. I didn't get a college degree. But I hated school because I didn't know what lit me up. And I was trying to be an English teacher and I didn't, didn't like that. So I quit because my mom was an English teacher. You know, we typically do what our parents did. Uh, if we can't figure out what else to do. I did want to be a social worker, but my mom told me I would never make money doing that. So that that's another little insight or, or you think about it, it's a little whisper that came from somewhere, but I didn't pursue it. I suppressed it, ignored it, shunned it. So this idea of this therapist came up and I was like, eh, no, I don't want to do that because I don't want to go back to school. 
And I'd have to start like, that would be so much work. And oh my gosh. So I continued to stay in a crappy job that I didn't like, even though I was making a lot of money. So then this online health coach thing came up and I was like, oh, well, first of all, let me help my daughter. So for somebody else, right? Let me get in shape. And I loved it. And it, it, this health transformation led me into this. I didn't have to have a certification. I just had to like get online and invite people to come into my challenge groups and help people. And so it, I discovered that I could help people and that I loved doing that. And so I started to want to help them more on a deeper level. And so it was just this journey. And remember I said, it's in the doing, it's the journey. It's in the doing of figuring it out and testing and trialing things. And then like, loving something so much and having it being interested and then getting the skill. And that's really how it worked for me. And so I just, it was just lit me up and like nothing else internal. That's what it was. It was an internal flame that just a spark that grew into a flame. And so I had no idea at the time it was the beginning of finding my purpose and reason for being, I believe now and as, and I believe, you know, I could have found it sooner, but I didn't, um, but that's okay because I have the wisdom of my failures that are now helping you. <laughs> Hopefully in this training, um, the, my failures are helping you. But as that journey evolved, I branched out and began my own business. And I finally got certified as a coach at age 61. We don't need to know, if you want to know how old I am now, I'm 64, going strong no chance of stopping slowing down anytime soon because I'm lit up and that's what it feels like. You have, it's like the energizer bunny. You don't need motivation. You just have this constant drive when it excites you and you know you're making an impact. So we don't need to know how to get where we want to go, but we need to know where we want to go, where we headed, right? that feels good and it's in the direction of feeling good because we not, might not know where that is but if it feels good that path is is going to take us there and so that's where you want to go to sparked and you want to know why it's important what's that why so you kind of begin with the end in mind i want more purpose that's all you need and then you start to experiment and the reason you want more purpose is because you don't want to die with regrets and you don't want to live your life on someone else's terms. And you want to do what you came here to do. And so there's still time. But before you can begin, you must first know where you are. You might be a scared settler. You might be a busy doer, organized planner. I don't know where you are. I tell people sometimes they also can operate with multiple roles. You can be a scared settler and a busy doer at the same time. So that might be happening. But if you take the quiz, there's going to be one that stands out primarily. And so that's probably the one that you're behaving like the most in, in the majority of the time. Because this presentation is running a little bit longer than I wanted it to, I'm going to scan through these, these stuck rolls or these all six of them actually pretty quickly. Uh, and if 
you want, you can come back and you can look at each of the slides in more detail. You will get results. So you will, when you take the quiz, you'll get your own personal results, but feel free to come back and look at these more carefully. But I'm going to uh, go through them very quickly. Uh, and the scared settler, you can see I've highlighted what her biggest problems are. Uh, so she's first, and then we do the overwhelmed winger. And yes, her problems are a uh, little different, more in the overwhelmed place. Then we have the distracted dreamer and the distracted dreamer. The good thing about the distracted dreamer, she's dreaming and a lot of the other roles don't dream. So I want to point that out. But uh, she doesn't really plan. And so it's kind of like, mm, you know, she doesn't move forward with it. So I want to point that out. The busy doer, I know her well. And yeah, she, this is very interesting about her, but you can read that if you are a busy doer. Uh, and then the organized planner. So she's a little bit of a, um, she has it more together than the others, but she is planning the wrong things. And that's her biggest problem. So you can read through that if you're an organized planner. And then the spark soul. And I do want to touch on the spark soul uh, just a little bit more because there are two different types of spark souls. And I just wanted to touch on that. The passionate achiever. Uh, the passionate achiever and the difference maker. Uh, and the reason I want to talk about these two is because they're kind of two different levels. And so if you see yourself sometimes thinking, oh, my purpose, it's got to be this like big, huge difference maker impact kind of person. And I just want you to know that that is not the case. So you can just be a passionate achiever. You're achieving your dreams. You're very passionate about them. But your ripple effect is a little bit smaller. It's maybe just the general, you know, it, it reaches to a smaller group of people than the difference maker. Whereas the difference maker really has a huge ripple effect, wants to make a, a much bigger difference, much bigger impact. And sometimes people graduate from the passionate achiever to the difference maker. And when they start to be passionate about what they're achieving, they realize that they can, they can do more and more and more and impact more people. And so that's kind of what happened to me is I was just passionate in what I was achieving as a beach body coach in the network marketing space. And then uh, I was like, oh, I just, I want to help people on a deeper level. I want to create a, a, a school to help people. I want to have a podcast and I want to uh, teach people how to find new purpose. So that's kind of what happened with me. And I just wanted to share that. So, but in general, what, whether you're a passionate achiever or a difference maker, uh, you are highly energized, highly productive, and deeply fulfilled. Um, and then you also would have, you have dreams and are not afraid to go after them. Also, the sparked soul is effectively planning her day. And she actually plans ahead. She has these dreams and she knows how to go after them. So she doesn't get overwhelmed. She feels very productive. She focuses on the right things. And she knows what's the most important that are going to move her more closer to her goals. So she knows really how to prioritize effectively. Uh, she's also very confident. And she doesn't necessarily start with confidence. She just starts with passion. But she becomes confident in the process and becomes very clear about what she's doing and what she, what her, what that the outcome she's striving for, the destination she's striving for, even though she's very, very happy in the journey. So she's in control. She feels like she's in control of her life. She knows that she has a future that she's looking forward to, uh, but she's very present in her day to day. And she knows it's only her who can decide what makes her happy. She's not relying on any external source. And she knows that nobody can do that for her. And she understands that it 
it's her that has to take the action. She can't just sit and not take action. And if she wants that true fulfillment, um, she has to has to work for it, right? She has to uh, find what's interesting and and find what has meaning. So she is sparked by the activities that she pursues because they have a purpose in the doing. She is in the doing and the doing has meaning. And because of that, she's driven to achieve, passionate achiever, and the activity that she does often feels effortless. So if you've ever heard the, the phrase in the flow, sometimes when you're in the flow, you lose track of time. And so this person, this the sparked soul is so, so focused on the maximization of her time and really everything that she does related to her purpose lights her up and she's excited when she wakes up in the morning and often delays going to bed which isn't necessarily good <laughs> um, so but she just wants to to do it all the time all day every day uh, and for somebody who has a, a job and wants to start uh, practicing on their uh, fulfillment on a, a, on the side then yeah the the person um, does it in the cracks of their life but it's still something that they really look forward to do in those cracks. So this chart's very helpful. I think that it says a lot. It's indicators of happiness by role. And there's two key factors, time and fulfillment. So you can tell, number one, what role you're in, how you treat time, and number two, how fulfilled you are. And so this is uh, just a, a great way of looking at um, the from the scared settler up to the spark soul. And these are in color simply because the scared settler is one extreme and the spark soul is the other. These these other roles, they're kind of just I mean, they're they, they're in a kind of a sequential order, but it doesn't mean that you have to work your way up the uh, roles. You can go straight from scared settler to sparked soul. And a lot of people do that. But I, I really want to focus on the time because uh, I want to address how when you're stuck, you treat time. We don't treat time well when we're stuck. A scared seller wastes time. An overwhelmed winger um, mistreats time because she doesn't treat time as valuable because it's unplanned. When you plan your time, you can do more with your time. You actually get time back. And that's one thing that overwhelmed wingers don't realize until they start doing it. And then they realize, oh my gosh, planning time is actually more maximizing my time. And the distracted dreamer is very unproductive with her time because she is not doing anything with her dreams. So she's really wasting time just thinking about her dreams instead of uh, doing something about her dreams, which would be then productive. The um, busy doer always feels like there's never enough time. So that's the thing with the best busy doer is this feeling of, and, and very overwhelmed like the winger, but just, just busy, busy, busy. Gets lost in the busy. And I'll talk more uh, later uh, in the training. Uh, I think I touch on, on this more in training three, but um, what happens with the busy doer that is so harmful. Uh, and so it, it, it definitely needs to change if you're a busy doer. And then the organized planner is very, very productive, but uh, they have really a false, she has a false sense of fulfillment because although uh, she feels fulfilled, she is planning the wrong things. So more than likely, I mean, we can have an organized planner who hasn't quite found her passion, but she might be on the right track, but just not 
hundred percent. But the, but I will say I was an organized planner and I was so far from my purpose, but I had a false sense of fulfillment. I didn't like, you know, when I, I got to Scared Seller, I really realized, oh my gosh, I have no fulfillment. But uh, you, you can be in the state of um, this role where uh, you have a false sense of fulfillment. So I think this chart is very telling and these two key aspects of what really, where your happiness lies or, or doesn't lie and what's wrong with by the roles is very uh, informative. All right, so real life examples. I told you I'd, uh, I'd have some real life examples. So Julia Childs was a government analyst who didn't become a famous chef until she was in her 50s. Did you know that? So she actually uh, didn't get married till later in life. In fact, some probably thought she was an old maid, but she got married in her mid thirties back in the day. And she was a government analyst and didn't know anything about cooking. Uh, and so she actually met her husband who was also in the government and they moved to France. It was a, it was a government job that took them to France. And then she got introduced to French cooking and her first cookbook was co-authored with friends at age 49 and it was rejected. So little do you know that her passion started out with rejection and you think some people would stop, but no, because she was passionate about it. She continued. She wasn't going to give up and she spent 43 more years following her passion before dying two days before her 92nd birthday. Isn't that amazing? So who would have thought that she got that late of a start? Grandma Moses, you might recognize her in the picture. Grandma Moses was a farm wife and mother who spent most of her life in her early days, when she was raising children, making homemade foods. And later in life, she entertained herself and her friends by doing needlework pictures. She would make pictures of farm scenery and do quilts. And she loved that so much. And that's what she did uh, when she, uh, on the side, when she was not making her homemade food. But she began painting in, at age 76 when arthritis rendered her unable to embroider. Her love of the needlepoint, needlework pictures was lost. She lost her purpose because she got ill with her, her, she, her fingers didn't work. Her fingers wouldn't allow her to do that. Isn't that heartbreaking? But she was able to pursue painting and make these most beautiful pictures that we all know when we think of Grandma Moses, these farm scenes, there's nothing like her paintings. And she did that and became famous after age 76. And she painted for 25 years before she died at age 101. So can you imagine what the world would have lost if these women had not found this passion late in life, if they had simply given up on a, the pursuit of something that made them happy. And that's all they were doing was doing something that made them happy, something they were interested in and something that gave them meaning. And so look at that, look what that turns into. And so you can stumble into something, but once you know when you are, um, have this lack of fulfillment that you're in these stuck roles, then you can start to actually do intentional work to find it. And that's what I'm trying to help you see that is possible for you. All right. So I have some real life stats that I want to share, but I think it's very interesting that these women lived such long lives and you'll see this pattern that people live long lives when they find late in life passions or when they're passionate about something. It doesn't even have to be a late in life passion, but it's not a coincidence 
because it's actually science-based. So there was a study done by the Journal of American Medical Association that linked a strong sense of purpose with a lower risk of all-cause mortality after the age of 50, which means if you have purpose and you're in the pursuit, whether you're in the pursuit of it or living from it, but if you're getting joy out of that, which you are doing in the pursuit of it, then, or, or, or in the activity of it, then you're going to live longer. How about that? The study followed 7,000 adults over 50 and researchers in the process they assigned life purpose scores based on the participants' responses, right? And then they followed up with them five years later. So you do they, they, they assess these life purpose scores. People had higher scores. They followed up. People, everybody, they followed up with later. Well, five years later, the participants who had the lowest purpose life purpose scores from five years earlier were twice as likely to have died than those with the highest scores. Isn't that telling? Very telling. Makes you want to go find your purpose fast, right? I would think, because we all, I think most of us, well, maybe if you're living a mediocre life, but I think everybody, even if you're living a mediocre life, you know, you're not ready to go yet, right? Um, but a longer life, I'm still struggling with this mouse, <laughs> this new, new way of my, using my mouse, a longer life is a great reason for making your number one priority, finding more purpose. Okay, so this is the what I mentioned earlier about, do you wonder a lot? Do you wonder if there's more to life? So this is the a stat that I have for you about this because you are not alone. I, and, and just like how frequent do you think about it? Because you, you're gonna be shocked. Get this, four out of five Americans believe there's an ultimate purpose. So they, they know that the purpose is out there. And so for them, waiting for them. However, 57% say they, they don't have it. Well, because they wonder, so they must not have it. They wonder at least monthly how they can find more meaning and purpose. And a shocking 21% over one-fifth of the population say they wonder every day about it. So that's over half the population who hasn't found their purpose. So if that's you, I want just to remind you that I was in your same shoes and I am proof that you can find it no matter how old you are or how impossible it seems. Like I said, I was turning, I, I didn't get certified till I was 61. I was just about to turn 60 when I was like, uh, like the light bulb went on. I want to do this. I didn't have any plan to know how to do it. I just had this desire and I didn't have what I have now. I, in I invented it all. I created it all, uh, but just out of my passion. And so now today I'm 64 and I, it's just, just been amazing. And, and I don't believe I've reached my destination yet. I'm still on my journey. Uh, I think my destination is when I get to the end and I look back and it's, been a, a, an amazing ride. So if that's you, I want to help you stop wondering and get to work on finding it. And that's what we're going to be doing. All right. So the simple truth is that living or having a purpose and living from it is the fastest way to find everyday meaning and true happiness in life. 
And although I've moved on from the activity that initially sparked me, I, I learned what I'm here to do. So that initial activity of the health, the online health coach, I learned from that, which I did. And I learned what I'm here to do because I focused finally on, instead of suppressing it, I focused on the activity that lit me up, what I was interested in and what I still am interested in and what feels amazing when I do it. And when I do it, it gives my life deep meaning. We are here to be fulfilled and to have our lives mean something. We are not here to simply survive. We are here to survive and thrive. And when we thrive, we make the world a better place because that is the energy we are putting out in the world. So wrapping up, this is what we, we covered a lot more, but I'm trying to summarize it in the few bullets I, I have here. But I think that where we are is that you learned that purpose is the key to lighting your internal spark. And when you feed that spark through your purpose-filled doing the activity, you'll find long-term passion, joy, and meaning. It's a package deal. And you probably have a good idea of why you're stuck in either inaction or the wrong action based on the role you're playing. And if you don't yet know, you might have an inkling, but take the quiz to know for sure. The link is in the description below, all right? So get that taken. Make sure you put it in your workbook so you don't forget. Uh, but what I want to say is that there is something deeper that is really blocking you. These are just surface blocks. These are little behavior things are surface blocks. We are going to get the shovel out and we are going to dig deep because for most it's something that is invisible. It is a rare person who can see these bigger blocks. So tomorrow, we're going to make the invisible visible. So get ready for your true awakening. We're going we're gonna to find out some stuff tomorrow. I can't wait. And I say tomorrow, but it's video too. So if you're binge watching, just keep going. But I do want to remind you that uh, there is there are prizes. So watch the welcome video. I'll, I'll put the link in the comments below as well or the description below. But make sure to share your biggest aha or takeaway in my social media post for today. So I, again, explain it in the welcome video, but there is a post I do on social media every single day. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. Pick your favorite platform. Stick to that platform for all three days. But each day, there will be a post pertaining to training, pertaining to what we covered in training. And you just, all you have to do is find that post and comment below the post in the comments what your biggest takeaway was. And it's super easy. And then if you do that and you do it for all three videos, uh, then you get entered into the prize drawing and you can win one of the three prizes, which I talk about in the welcome video. So the, well, like, like I said, the, oh, the social media post. Yes. The social media post to make it super easy for you. So you don't have to go searching on the platforms. We've added a link to the post for, to this video in the description below.
So all you have to do is go down there and click on it and that will get you there. And we've also added a couple other links, the quiz link and the workbook link. So description below, if you're having trouble finding anything, don't, don't have to go like finding emails, just, just look in the description below. Okay. All right, we're done. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed delivering it. I love these trainings because I know that so many people, things shift um, and they see things differently. I know uh, if you really paid attention and you feel that you are in the stuck place, that some of this really impacted you. And that's, that's great uh, because that means that you got a return on your investment of your time and that you're treating time so much better. So I'll see you tomorrow or I'll see you in video two. All right. Mwah! Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Not Your Average Grandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.